Here we go. Here we are. Ozzy, 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 Ozzy. Billy? Yes, sir. We're here, man. We are here, finally. Steel Town Talks. Steel Town Talks. How you feel, man? I'm feeling good. I feel pretty good I myself, I just woke man. up. Like, yeah? An hour ago, maybe? So, I'm feeling good. That's a, that's a good eye. I mean, I've been up since, I don't know, 5 o'clock this morning. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> How are you up at 5? Well, I mean, I'm a gamer, right? That's um, true. Went to bed at Primetime. like three o'clock, woke up for five, said, okay, I should probably take up the dog and let him do his business. Oh, so your dog woke you up? Yeah, my dog woke me up. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so here we are, man. Steel Town Talks. We finally get to jump off our first episode of Steel Town Talks. This is good. Yeah. I like it, man. This is really good, man. Uh, for some of those who don't know who I am, uh, my name is Philip Buckner. Oh, I thought you were going with something there. Oh, well, no. I, <laughs> I was just going to let you introduce yourself, but all right, whatever. Yeah, yeah my name is Philip Buckner. Uh, I'm a 33-year-old man. I live in the city of Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and uh, it's it's been a great life. It's been a great journey, this thing called life, and, you know, as of recently, I've just been starting to express on who I really am as a man. And I try to understand, you know, people around me and and the economy and everything that there's just everything connected. It's just trying to understand life. And you know what? It's been a great journey. I don't know about you, Ozzy. How do you feel? Well, for everyone listening, I'm Austin Massey. I'm also born in Hamilton and raised. Yeah, I'm just, I'm glad we're finally doing this because, you know, Main thing of it is I want to, you know, shed some light and bring a voice to people. So I feel like, especially right now, people feel like they don't have a voice. I hear that. And, uh, you know, you can't change the world in one day or change the world in its own self. You got to start from somewhere. You got to have a foundation. So. Preach. I believe me and Phil have the same belief that we can make that foundation Hamilton. And at least change your own backyard. Yeah. And grow as a community. So we want to hear you guys. Everything, the good, the bad, the ugly. Preferably the ugly, because that's where we actually grow. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's the truth, man. No, you speak the truth, man. There's nothing. Ha, huh, the you, truth. You got to be vulnerable. You can't be afraid to possibly offend somebody or get offended. That's right. And you just, just got to try and understand each other and accept each other. Yeah. Accept. Accept is a key word. It is. It's a thing nobody does nowadays. Is yeah. Accept each other. Yeah. But like accept itself though goes into so many categories because yeah. like accepting, for example, you know, we're obviously living in this ridiculous, crazy world right now to date with everything going on right now. But you know, we've all accepted the fact that, or maybe some people haven't accepted that, you know, COVID is here, mm -hmm. you know, and COVID's here and it's basically either put a pause or, you know, it's, it's put a, a roadblock in so many people's lives. I mean, I don't want to throw out the obvious, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you had something that was planned as of recently. Yes, I did. 
what was that? I, I had my wedding. That was supposed to be yesterday. Oh, wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing that you planned for two years? Mm. That went to uh, that went to waste. Yeah. Well, it's postponed till next year, but mm. I mean, it still doesn't change the fact because the date was very sentimental. Yeah, I can imagine. What? What was? Why was it so sentimental, though? <sighs> well, my fiance, her, the best man she ever knew in her life, besides her father, was her nono, and for all those non-Italians out there, that's grandfather. Mm. So, uh, yeah, she. He really shaped her life and showed her what, how every woman should be treated and what to expect and, and how to value life. So uh, he actually passed away eight years ago yesterday mm. on the same day that we were going to get married. And it's a crazy story because she suffers from anxiety. Mm. She's not afraid to tell anybody that because mm -hmm. she uses it as a platform to try and help people with mental health. That's good. That's real good. And, uh, yeah, when we're looking at venues, there's, if anybody's ever looked at wedding venues, we all know how bloody expensive they are. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, we're looking at, oh God, I think we went through like 10 or 12 different venues looking and just looking and because of her anxiety, she's sitting there for like, you know, Money-wise, going like, oh, my God, this is so expensive. Yeah. How do we know which one is the right one to pick? Yeah. And we chose Whistlebear out in Cambridge. It's fantastic. It's a golf course, but it's got just a beautiful place for a wedding. Pop a ring, throw some uh, tees on the on the field, too, I guess. You, yeah, uh, yeah, why not? Uh, okay, fair enough. Fair and enough. Uh, so, yeah, we were there, and we looked at the room, and it was absolutely Beautiful. I think it was the forest, the forest view room. If everybody ever wants to go check it out. Oh, fancy. It's beautiful. It's all white windows all around. And, uh, you know, we're sitting there talking to the lady about uh, possibly doing it there. And she left the room to go right, right up just like um, a rough draft of pricing and all that. And Danielle turned to me and she's freaking out saying like, oh my God, it's like, it's going to be a lot of money, but like, I love the place and I don't know if we should take it. And I don't know if this is it or not. And then the lady came back in the room and she said, okay, I just picked any date because you guys said either in like June or early July. So I just put a date down and we'll just run off that. So she said it was June 12th, 2020. And immediately Danielle just started like tearing up. Oh, so she picked the, 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 person that works there she picked that date yeah it was just a random date wow. that she just threw down on paper and then Danielle just started tearing wow. up and the lady's just like oh, is everything okay like we could change the date like yeah it doesn't have to yeah, be that yeah, date yeah. and Danielle said no 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 keep the date because that is when my nono like that's the day her nono passed away that's crazy and it meant so much to her and now because of COVID <laughs> it's not happening so when's your when's your wedding set for now? April 9th. April 9th of what? I guess 2021. 2021, yeah. Well, obviously I should know that since I'm part of the wedding. Exactly. It, it'd, be bad, it'd be bad if I didn't know the date of the wedding because then, you know, that means... Just like when you messaged me back in March, like, oh my God, it's your <coughs> wedding soon. I'm like, Phil, we got like three months. It's funny. I On my calendar, my phone, 
I don't know why. It, I think I said it for like every week or every month or whatever. But um, every day, I, like my boss is like, "Hey, you know, you, you missed our meeting, or whatever." I'm like, "Oh, my bad. I like I just didn't check my uh, my, my calendar. calendar." But when I do check my calendar when I have meetings, it's like every week it says, "Ozzy and Danielle's stag and doe." Ozzy and Danielle stag and doe. Every single week, I'm like, "Yo, did I set this?" For like every week, so now I don't even know the date of the stag and doe. Well, the previous well, stag and doe. It was. Oh God, when was it? The twenty fourth. Twenty fourth of April. April. Nailed yeah, it. No, was, that was no, the twenty third. No, the, yeah, that was. Oh uh, shoot, <laughs> I don't know, but it was, right, <laughs> it was literally right before I blocked it on my mind. Yeah, this yeah. is what I do. I try to block, block my emotions, put a wall up. Yeah, but uh, like. I think a lot of men do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think it was literally the stag and doe was the week after the lockdown happened. Yeah, I think it was. So it was like, yeah. you know, you plan everything for two years and right yeah. when everything starts to happen and right when Danielle actually started getting excited for the wedding yeah. and all that because everything started happening and it felt real, Yeah, COVID came along. Yeah, I feel that, man. I, honestly, it, 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 I mean, I'm not the one getting married, but I mean, like, you know, you so graciously have presented me with the honor of being part of the groomsmen. So that felt pretty good. So it felt good actually being able, because I've never been a part of like selling you know, stag and doe tickets. Like, oh, you should go to my buddy stag and doe. You know, it's going to be a great time. You know, like, let's have some drinks. Let's have some, like, food and let's dance and whatever. You know, it, it, it felt good. You know, the first ticket I sold, God bless you, Nick. You know who you are. Uh, I felt good just selling that first ticket. And then I sent the, sold the second ticket. And then a couple of tickets were getting sold. And then it's just like, man. It's real. It's real. And then, boom. COVID. Knows that. Yeah. Even like going out to to to, to the store to, to grab our, our to get tailored or suits tailored, you know? Mm -hmm. Like that experience was so it was so like emotional, not emotional, but it was, it was so uh I don't know. It was it was good. It felt good. It felt really good. Um You looked good. I, man, honestly, I, I know I gave the guy a little bit of a hard time because I mean, <laughs> that's kind of what I do. You know, but I mean, he it was like he gave me like the benefit of the doubt since I was like the only black guy there. He's like, yeah, I'm, this is just expected, I guess. You know, I'm like, whatever. But um, yeah, it just like that experience of you know everybody together, you know, trying on the suits and and you know embracing this one moment as as a unit together before you know you step off and you go on your journey with your wife, you know, or your soon to be wife. Your fiance now you could have been my wife. Could have been. Your could have woke up a married man today. Yeah, you could have woke. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy how you could you could have woken up this morning, probably hungover. Most definitely, probably hungover. I'm not gonna say you were hungover, but probably hungover. But then you could have woken up this morning. I'm not trying to like spit in your face. I'm not trying to like whatever. But I'm just throwing out the obvious because I mean it's the truth. Like, it is true. You, you could have woke up this morning as a married man. You know, and it's, it's like, just as I, just as just now, like there's a huge break pause. It's like, you have to take that moment and just stop and realize like, this is real. Like COVID has put a break on everything. Yeah. People lost their jobs. Yeah. 
We don't know if they're even going to get them back. No one really knows. I mean, think businesses are starting to think about ways of taking people out of the offices, keeping them at home, yeah. making full-time at-home jobs. And then also, will they even hire people back to do different things? Or are they just going to use different voids of technology? Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that. that space. It's funny you say that because, like, you know, they, they want – to bring people, they want to bring people back to work for sure. There's no doubt about it. they want to bring people back to work, but you're bringing people back to work. But then there's what we usually before COVID hit, they would just load on work on one person. Mm-hmm. So usually, like back in the day, like you'd have plenty of people working in one one position, and and they'd all have their own tasks. And now, as like obviously as our economy has grown. You know, they're starting to realize they as in like business owners are realizing, okay, well, I mean, I can get this one guy to do three jobs. Yep. So let me just merge them all together and be like, yeah, here you go. But I'm not going to change your salary and I'm not going to change your job title. It's going to be the same job you're doing the whole time, but I'm just giving you a little bit extra work, you know? So it's, it's, it's funny you say that because, you know, my own personal experience like working right now, we live, we live in this life working every single day. But then it's like we're working from home. We're separated from all your colleagues, which is making things extremely difficult. Like everybody says that, you know, it's great that you, know, you get the opportunity to work from home and um, you can sit on your bed. You can sit outside, you can sit on your front porch, you can do whatever you want, but you can even have these Zoom calls and these Google Google Hangouts and stuff. But some people don't realize it. it actually is really hard to do that stuff from home. I could imagine because it's like you think of it kind of like working out at home. Mm-hmm. Like for me, working out at home, like I can't do that. Yeah, I sit there and I start sweating and like my heartbeat goes up. I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? <laughs> so I can go sit on my couch, read a book or yeah. just game. Yeah. Just and it's game. like, at least if I go like, you know, you go to the gym, you're there. You're just like, well, fuck, I guess I got to finish it now. Cause I drove all the way here. Yeah. Right. And you're like, I'm here. I got to do it. And that thing's like, it's the environment. Yeah. And like a home is supposed to be a home. It's supposed to be a place of comfort. It's yes. supposed to be a place to unwind, be with your loved ones and just, Forget about all the stresses of life. Right. But now that stresses have entered your domain. It's just there. You're just like, this is your bubble. Yeah. And I'm invading your space. Exactly. Yeah, man. That's what I was trying to say. Um, I probably didn't say a good job saying it. You said a great job. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. I just, I sometimes think I I can't really, you know, anyways. Um, But you're right. You know, this is your domain. And now, you know, sometimes you do work from home. You know, I'm obviously you don't have that option to work from home. I wish I did. Which Some, would be sometimes it would be extremely impossible for you to do that. But you know, people that work, I guess you could say with a computer, they get the opportunity to work from home. But you know, it's you you nailed it around the button, man. Like work has invaded your your privacy and your space. Like privacy. You know, I've been getting phone calls. After hours, I've been getting emails on weekends 
Mm-hmm. Like people don't know the proper separation of from work and living a life outside of work because our people, which is the government and all these people, they've said, you guys are essential workers, so you must work from home. But some people in their brain, they're like, it's just, it's just like an ongoing thing that they just constantly work. Can't separate themselves. They can't separate themselves. Right. So, and a lot of these people, they may not have anything else to do, you know? So they just continue to work. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for me personally, like psychologically, it, it messes with my head because I'm thinking, okay, you know, this is something that I need to prioritize without even reading the email. This is something that I need to prioritize because, you know, you're coming to me. It seems like you're coming to me at, you know, the most crucial time, which is the weekend and you you need this done. That's what I'm thinking in my head. Take it away from me, Alice. I'm done. Because <laughs> I'm going to get frustrated. I'm going to get frustrated. I'm going to talk about things that I don't want to talk about, but like. Oh, we could talk about them. That's the Oh, we could talk. Oh, see, thank Here, you. Let's talk about thank it. Thank you, sir. Steel Town Talks. Tell me what you want. Tell them what I want. What? Tell me what you need. Tell oh, me what man. you need the, to get off your chest. Oh man, there's so many things I want to get off my chest, but I feel like then we just be like, you'd be like my shrink. <laughs> that's all right. Okay, well, if that's okay, then yeah. It, it's it. You know, essential workers. Essential workers is mm. at first. I understood it. Okay, yeah. We need businesses to continue to operate. We need food. Mm-hmm. We need electricity. You need internet, phone. You need all this stuff, you know? I, I get it. Like we need truck drivers to, to literally drive from God knows where to our destination to drop off our product. I get it. <laughs> like I understand it. At the beginning, I understood it. But then it started to play a toll in my head where I'm like, Okay, wait a minute. I'm busting my ass every day. Forgetting that there's a thing called COVID out here. It's a crazy disease, so they say. We could potentially die, so they say. So they say. So they say. You know, the elderly and the people that are sick are at risk of of dying from it and getting sick from it. That's a strange thing to me is it's mainly targeting elderly people. Right. And you look at like, I've heard, I haven't looked too far into it and in all the statistics, but a lot of young children are pretty much asymptomatic or they, they're just carriers. Yeah. And they're otherwise unaffected and people saying, well, they can still like have schools open go to school and like, because they're unaffected and we just test the teachers, <laughs> right? But, and we just say, okay, don't visit your grandparents. But I have never, if anybody else has ever heard of this ever before for a natural biological virus, bacteria, anything, any living organism in these means, do they ever get attracted to hosts based on age? Right. Right. All throughout history, every single pan- every pandemic that's ever happened, you want to go Spanish flu, bubonic plague, you know, um, Ebola, Justinian plague and all that. Would Ebola be on that list? Ebola, be uh, Ebola list. would be on that yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. But like these major pandemics, so literally wiped out a third of the population. And it's a smaller population than we have today. Yeah. And 
not one of these ever targeted an age group. Right. Right. Like it, bacteria and viruses, microorganisms don't care what age you are. <laughs> they they care or if you're a healthy host. Yeah. And I can live and incubate in you and grow and survive. That's all they care about. Right. It doesn't matter if you're you know you're 65, you're five, or 23, or whatever. But apparently, it seems that you know the elderly are the ones that are way more affected. So if it was a natural thing, I could see you know like we would have children dying at the same amount of rate, and it's not because you know oh they have better immune systems because yeah. everybody has a different immune system. Right, like how many children are born with nut allergies or anything, right? Like those are all immune systems, and that doesn't come with just age. It comes with genetics, and it comes with how our bodies are biological, like biological functioning. Yeah, it has nothing to do with age. Yeah, your age, like it declines as you age, but it should still affect on mass every single human being. And that's what all the other ma major pandemics in the world have done throughout history. It mm -hmm. didn't matter if what race, what, you know, ethnicity, what culture, what, how old you were, if you were male, female, whatever, it just took you. Yeah. You're going to get hit. You're going to get hit no matter what. And to me, it just, it just <clears throat> seems strange how coronavirus is just like targeting people that are, Trying to get their pensions out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pension virus. That's what it is. I don't know, man. It's, it, you know, it's, this whole, like, these past three months have been, if, like, they've definitely been one of the most educational moments of my life that I've been through. But it's also been extremely confusing. Well, I, it's supposed to be. Yeah. I, I, I But, I mean... I think they've just been extra confusing. And, you know, honestly, that's a good thing. That's confusing. Because once you get confused and you start asking questions oh, yeah. is when you start learning. Oh, yeah. If you always time, believe that you knew everything about the world yeah. and this is the way it is, that is called ignorance. And that is where you don't open yourself up to learn new possibilities mm -hmm. and new ways. And... You can, you can see that in the world. Like, you look at, you know, how we run our society, right? Like, you look at views of nationalism, right? Things like, you know, America's the number one country in the world. So they say. And you, you open that there, like, are they? Yeah. Right? And you look at, you know, even statistics of, like, oh, Sweden has a better system than Canada. In America. And you, in America. And, but... There's a lot of arguments against that because, you know, Sweden is like pretty much half the size of the province of Ontario. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a lot easier to run Sweden than it would be Canada or America because they only have one economy. <clears throat> whereas, you know, in Canada, we have, you could say, at least three minimum. Yeah. You have central Canada where you got like Quebec and Ontario, which is the main hub of all of our economy which we support the West and the East, which are hurting. They're hurting right now. And the reason why we as like, you know, Ontario get taxed at a higher rate is to make up for that deficit. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, we got to take care of each other. 
And if they fail, then we all fail. But it's a lot harder to create, you know, legislation and laws and social welfare programs when you're looking at as a, at a macro instead of a micro. Yeah. And we look at like, you know, great places like Sweden, not saying they're doing everything great, all those Scandinavian countries, but they're also very small. So they're able to do a lot more with, you know, they have different systems that are based off their population and their economies, whereas we have completely different. It'd be easy to take care of just Hamilton, but when you got to factor in everywhere else, right, that we got to take care of, it becomes more complicated. Yeah, that's true, man. It's honestly, it's every word you said, it's, it's the truth. And I mean, just to go back, how are you feeling right now in, in all of this, all of this mess? Going after the feels, eh? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, well, I'm just saying, I really want to, I really want to really get back to, I know we kind of went a little off course there, but I mean, that's what we do when we talk, right? That's the whole point. You just we, you talk about things, but I really want to go back to like your wedding, you know. And I, honestly, I want to, I want to get like the perspective of your fiance, you know, of, of what, how she's, because I mean, a mess. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's your wedding too, but you know, as as we were born in life, we know that you know the wedding day is supposed to. Be all about the bride and, and it's what every young girl dreams of. It's what every young girl dreams of. And I I would love to hear her perspective on 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 how she's feeling and what she's going through. You know the steps it took for her to wake up on Monday, knowing mm-hmm. that her wedding is going to be here. You know Tuesday, Wednesday, etc. And then when it hits that Friday bright and early morning, how are you feeling? knowing that you're not going to have your wedding. Not blaming anybody like governments and, and, you know, police and all that other stuff, not blaming anybody. Just understanding that COVID itself, quarantining itself has put a restriction on her to have her wedding. I mean, you look at it, it the steps of, of how it, like the, uh, the steps of, of how it took, was how long it took for us to, to know that your wedding wasn't going to be here. But like, mm-hmm. you know, at the beginning, they said we need to self-quarantine ourselves for, you know, they didn't even give us a particular day because they didn't want to give us a particular day. Because they, they don't know. Right. They as, and, and honestly, especially with the amount of information that we've gathered up to date from the government and the health organizations talking to us, I'm glad that they didn't give us a particular date. <laughs> Imagine if they said, okay, just quarantine yourself for 18 days and not 14 days, 18 days. And, you know, quarant- and the quarantine should be, should end. Imagine if they said that. So it's good. That's like the only good thing that they've done so far, but you know, they okay. say, Quarantine yourself for a certain amount of days and then whatever. But your wedding is canceled. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, they canceled your wedding. They shut down churches. They shut down venues. They shut down everything. Everything. Everything got shut down. So obviously, we're going through the, the processes of life right now. So, I mean, 
weeks, months have gone by and, you know, they're starting to put, they're starting to unban certain things mm -hmm. like churches. Churches are open. Churches are open. You could, you could have a wedding in a church, but I believe it's maximum of 10 people. Right. And that's, and I'm like, well, is that, does that include the priest? And then does that include, you know, the altar boys or the altar servers, not boys, the servers now? Right? Well, actually and, just the church. Sorry, my bad. And like, who does that entail? Like, because my thing is like, if you add everything up, my biggest thing was, you know, like my, my no, 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 they my no-nos, I believe, is 96 now. Yeah. 90, 95, 96. My nona's 93. Mm -hmm. They're both in a, in a home. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we don't know how long, how much longer we have them. So my biggest thing was, like, hoping that they would be there at the wedding. Mm -hmm. And now it's another year. We don't know. And if right. we could do it, like, you know. 10 person wedding would they be able to get there yeah and so where do they live right now they live in Macasa. right it's a great old age home if everybody like wait, like i'm considering. just saying like do they live like because people here nona nona like some people may think oh they live back home you know they're or, in hamilton yeah they've uh that's a whole other story mm -hmm. but uh ever since they came to canada they've you know like my whole my mom's side of the family was born and raised in hamilton um but yeah, it's like, when would they be able to see me get married? Yeah. Right? And, it's a valid, I mean, valid question. That was one of my biggest, like, fears, especially with a two-year engagement, is, like, I want my grandparents to be there. Absolutely. And my Nona's so excited about it. She wanted, she used to sing in Italy back in the day. This is, like, you know, they grew up in Italy during the, Mussolini fascist regime and my Nona because she's a very good singer she was actually had to sing the Mussolini songs in the town Oof. for whenever they did their parades and all that so you know they went through a lot my, my Nona actually he God bless his soul he was actually on a train to go to Germany because he was conscripted to fight mm -hmm. when he turned, I believe, when he was 18. And he actually, he sat there to himself in the middle of the night on the train saying, why am I going to fight for this man? Why am I going to put my life on a line for this man who he doesn't believe in? Right. Doesn't, like, why am I going to sacrifice my life for a man that doesn't care about other people's lives? Mm -hmm. And he actually jumped off the train. In the middle of the night, he backpacked himself out of pretty much Europe. Yeah. He was in France for a time. He worked in coal mines. And then he went to France and he worked on a plantation to get enough money to make it to Canada. And he started with nothing. And he settled in Hamilton. And now here we are. Here we are. Here we are. And everyone's got one of those stories. Yeah. Everyone. So, but. okay, so Nona, no, no, they're still here, still, still trucking, here, still trucking along. But you know, we asked, you know, they they're starting to give us an unban on how many people can you can be with. You can be with like ten people, twelve people, yeah. whatever the number is. 
But you can protest for over a hundred. That's what I'm saying. It's which, like they're which, contradicting what they're saying. It, you know? And that's the problem is everything is so like the problem with this whole pandemic is it's so contradictory. And that's why I say like the government now and all governments across the world is literally just a reactionary government. They're not making any decisions on their own besides what is the biggest hotline on Twitter or anywhere on social media. They wake up, they see the biggest hit, and they go, okay, let's let's work with that. What would be one of those hits? Oh, let's say, you know, coronavirus. Okay. When it first broke out, it t- for two weeks before they started locking down things people all over social media were were begging for borders to be locked up Mm -hmm. we should do this we should do that and then Mm -hmm. they just go well i guess we'll (laughs) just close down the borders (laughs) they're just giving what the people want and that's the biggest problem with politics is you were you are voted in to be a representative of what these people are it's pretty much when you vote you're giving your representation in politics to a person that will uphold your values, right? And they will fight for you. And we're allowing them to make those decisions. That's what your vote is. It's relig- It's delegating your voice and your decision to someone else to make it for you because mm-hmm. we have so much going on in our lives, right? We don't have time to sit there and vote on everything else. So we're trusting these people to make these decisions, to make the hard decisions. And in my opinion, they're not, they're no longer doing that. And they haven't been doing that for a long time. And it's just reactionary based on how can I get voted back in? It's not, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to choose to do something. If it's right or wrong, stand by it. Because at least if you make a decision, I can respect that, especially if you stand by. And that's the thing with Trudeau, like when he apologizes for every single thing that he does. It's like, how do I believe that you know what you're doing when you're apologizing? Like, that's why I wish like his father, everyone either loved or hated his father. And that's because he stood by his decision, right or wrong, no matter what you felt, he stood by it and he made a decision. And at least you can respect that. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're just, if you're just like, how am I supposed to know you know what you're doing? If you're just, oh, I make a decision, like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Like, what? so literally, it's just like they're oh going based God. off reactionary. Whatever the people want, the biggest headliner, they're just like, all right, that's what we're doing. Oh, and man. that's why you have this mess of all these contradictions, like you know, your pan, your oh. pandemic, like. Oh, you can you can finally hug up to ten people. Like it's a My Rogers account. <laughs> Put ten people on your account that you don't have to get charged to send a text message to. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? We're, we're just <laughs> segregating and saying who's oh. who's in my top ten and who's not. Tears, we're just man. discriminating people, and we're forcing. You know, I have more than ten people in my family. Yeah. Right. And am I supposed to choose which ones are more important than the others? Yeah. To receive a hug. Right. But well, we can have a protest for over 100, but we can't even have a wedding. Right. We can't allow businesses to, in my opinion, right, if we're allowing protests, how about we all just protest the pandemic closure? Oh, that's, and we just, you that's know, bold. 
if, if you're a small business that God forbid in Hamilton, I know many of them are considering closing down, not being able to reopen because right. of the pandemic. But imagine if when the pandemic hit, now that we know that you can protest and do and do whatever you want, and we can close down the city of Hamilton like yesterday mm-hmm. for protests, right? Imagine if all you had to do was stay open. And as a private business owner, it's your right to choose to decide to risk it. Right. Right. To risk. And customers can choose to risk it. Well, so here's, sorry to cut you off. So here's the thing. They were just talking about that too. Um, The question came up. If you're a business owner, Mm -hmm. you own, let's just say you own Austin's flower shop on King and James, Mm -hmm. downtown Hamilton. You own this shop. Now, we're still in the heart of COVID, right? If me and my soon-to-be, um, just saying uh, I'm single and um, <laughs> I like long walks on the beach <laughs> and I can cook, um, I have a yellow lab. Um, his name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. He's a beautiful dog. He's almost four years old. And... Uh, yeah, so it's like you own this shop and you know my soon-to-be wife and myself, we go to your flower shop. We're still decked out in the proper attire that they want us to be in. Gloves, mm-hmm. mask. I got a gloves, I got mask, and I got the face shield on too. So mm-hmm. I got mask and I got face shield. So I'm like protected. But God forbid I catch COVID at your store. Mm-hmm. The question is, they don't know answers yet, but the question is, are you, Mr. Austin, the business owner that you've opened your business up? Mm-hmm. Or sorry, your business has already been open because you decided to choose. Oh, that's two different scenarios. Let's I just, see where you're going. With you see where I'm going, right? See, so and- let's just say we'll, we'll use reality right now, okay? So you have, they say, okay, Austin, you can open up your flower shop because they are allowing garden centers open mm-hmm. now. So- they say you can open up your flower shop. So I go to the flower shop with my wife and I catch COVID at your store. Now, are you, Mr. Austin, the, uh, are, can I sue you because I caught COVID at your store? And honestly, like this is why I, I keep preaching over and 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 over again. Why are we opening the economy? I get the reason of opening the economy, but based on what you people are telling me is that I'm going to die if I go outside. Mm -hmm. So you're telling us to open up the economy. You're going to open up the economy. You're going to open up all these stores, but you're not going to tell us what's going to happen if I catch COVID at Austin's store. Well, because they don't know. Right. And the thing is, that's the thing is like, again, with a failed reactionary government, which is what we have is because Information technology is going so rampant. Social media. Yeah. Social media now dictates how the government is going to control things. That's why it's no longer based on the majority view. It's just based off of, you know, what the majority of Twitterverse is saying. Mm -hmm. Right. And you look at, in that respect... Who who's going to be in trouble for that? Can you can I sue you? And the problem with suing, and we are a suit like everybody sues for everything. everything. Like everything. Yeah. I mean, you could trip on a sidewalk. Oh yeah. Like and you sue somebody for putting the rock there. Right. Right. Like 
just because it's in front of someone's it's house. It's like shoving your shoving your, your sidewalk. Yeah. You don't shove your sidewalk. It's not your property though. It's it's city it's owned property. It's city owned property. But if I trip on your sidewalk, I can sue yeah. you and not the city. Because the city delegates right. you to have to do it. Right. And they, they shift responsibility. Right. And that's what suing is. It's it's shifting the responsibility from yourself onto someone else. Right. And they wonder why there's so much stress mm-hmm. and hate in the world where a major part of it is accountability. Mm-hmm. People don't take accountability for their actions anymore. Right. I mean, the biggest thing is how many people, how many times do you see somebody commit a crime now? Like the PM from Guelph that stalked, broke in, and beat up people, a, a couple, and he claimed it as having anxiety and depression. Now, in my opinion, you know, anxiety is going to prevent you from going in that house because you're going to be thinking about all the repercussions. Right. Right. That's that if you have anxiety. If you have anxiety. Right. You're going to be like, And anybody oh that God. has anxiety would know that those are the steps that you're probably going to yeah, go you're, through. Yeah, you're, you're thinking about this for a long time. <laughs> right. Right. Before and you then, even step one step forward, you're processing all these things in your head if you have anxiety. Yeah. Right. And depression, right, because I suffer from depression. Right. I have, And you look at if I'm in that position – where I'm getting heckled so much. I'm not going to single out one couple or one family yeah. and then stalk them, right? Like, I'm going to be thinking about it. I'm going to be deep in my mind, in the recesses of mind, thinking about that. I'm not going to be, you know, stalking them, right? And if you're at that point, like, that's where you're going to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. You're not going to commit a crime because you're depressed because you want to single out a certain family. So, and even, you know, the McMaster student that got kicked off the lacrosse team for racist comments on Twitter. And he said that he had, when did that happen? It was, I think it was like last week or so. Oh gosh. During the black lives matter whole thing. And he was, he claimed it as a, a psychotic, a mental psychotic lapse. He said that? Yeah, so he claimed it as a mental, like a, a psychotically mental lapse or whatever the phrase was, but it's just an excuse. It's, it's an excuse to say that, you know, you're not responsible for your actions. And you go back to who, do, like, do I sue you? No, you can't sue just because I have the choice to open my store. I didn't force you to come to my store and get COVID. So how do you get business? Well, you can't force people to come. You can't force somebody to buy, you know. Unless you're Ford, who says, you know, you can buy a car as long as it's black, <laughs> right? But, like, that's the only way you can force, because if that's my product, right? You can choose You can choose to buy an Android or an iPhone. Mm-hmm. No one's forcing you to buy yeah. an iPhone. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. No one's forcing you to buy a Samsung or a Nokia or a flip phone or whatever. But the fact is, you chose to leave your house to go to a store. Right. Right? So now... You are accountable for your actions for going to that store. If anything happens, like if you get COVID mm-hmm. from going into a store, it's not the store's fault. It is your fault for making that choice to go. You could have chosen like, hey, you know what? If I'm really worried about not getting COVID, I can choose to not go. Agreed a thousand percent. Right? So I I should not have, you know, it's it's not a right to sue, but it's, it's more of a privilege, mm-hmm. right? To throw my accountability out the window so this, and put it on to somebody this, else. This might be a stupid question. This might be a stupid statement uh, that I'm going to say, but 
you know, you go into that same store and what if like a, like a, like a light bulb falls on your head? I could sue you for that, right? Well, of course you could sue me for like, you know, negligence of making my place safe, but mm. something like COVID, which, you know, somebody can only try to prevent and it's like it's an instance like that where it's like you know these things are preventable a light bulb falling on your head just like a bird shitting on your head from yeah, the sky that was a bad it, that was a bad that was a bad one but it's it's like it's you know it, it could be i, I see some know, silly things sometimes well sometimes know. sometimes these these sometimes. are things that you got you got to pose them yeah to find a reasoning to them right all right and that's what it's all about is just finding like there is no stupid question yeah right because especially in you know if someone's trying to like learn something it's a way to understand they pose what seems like a stupid question right but really i mean hell that stumbled me because now i'm going okay well yeah what if a bird shits on your head are you at fault <laughs> is the bird at fault obviously because the bird had to take a shit but then right. you look right. at his system like maybe he really had backed up diarrhea and it finally got out after six days but they also don't have like, and it's just coming when it comes portables that are like scattered around ontario for them to just like oh i gotta use the washroom let me just go no. to this portable so right just go as because they're i mean they're an animal or they're whatever they are you know and it's like you know what like how can you prevent how can you ask someone to look at every single fine detail it's like even in your house are you going to complain because you're going to sue somebody because you went to the bathroom in their house and then their toilet clogged up? Okay, so I go to your house. You don't supply me with alcohol, but I get extremely obliterated. Mm -hmm. But you are at fault for that, not me. Well, I mean, I'm obviously at yes. fault. Like if I get in my car. No, you're not. You're no longer at fault. Oh. Okay. I'm the one that would get... In trouble because that. Yeah. I allowed you to leave. But I would still you got drunk I would still, at my place. I would still get some kind of penalty because I drove. You know, I got in, I got in my car and I'm drinking and driving. No matter what, yes. like, I'm there's going to be at least a percentage of me getting at some yes. kind of, of, of now. Penalty. You would be fully at fault if I was the one that called to send the police. On ah, you know, there's that because one I'm fine saying detail. you left okay. without my consent. Right. So you're just covering your right? ass cover my ass yeah but if i never said that and then it came out that oh you were getting drunk at my at my home and then you left and you got in a car accident so killed somebody or whatever i would also be at fault for allowing at, you to leave at this point it's matter of a he say she say thing now right because so, you know we're living in this life now where we have to record everything that we do and say, which know? is another problem, which is a huge problem. But this is the life we're in right now, and it's yeah. never going to change because technology continues to evolve. So it's a matter of a he say she say thing, right now. But I say, why I say that is because we live in this world now where I guess we never did it before, but we're doing this thing called like trusting. Hmm. I, 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 I I don't get it. Like out of out of nowhere, we automatically are just starting to try to just trust people. So like, to. but we should. And I, I, I get it. But it's like before we just never trusted each other. You know, it, it, it's 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 mind blowing to me. This this trust and truth. Those are the two words that I've been. I've been trying to study on trust and truth. Truth, 
is always out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we just build up stories to make lies. You just got to ask for the truth. Right. You know, I, 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 I know I do my own separate thing, but like I do that in search for the truth. I do it because, you know, it's extremely important to me. I know like it will completely consume me, but the truth, like I know we all have personal feelings and we don't like them broken and stuff, but it's the truth. You know, if someone came up to me and said, you're black, why do you have white spots all over your body? It's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's the truth. And I, I can't take offense to it. Yeah, it can hurt me still, but at the same time, now obviously, obviously it depends on the way that they come at you. Mm-hmm. But you know, there will be some people that will come at you with you know, with not like a positive negative thing. energy. Well, not negative energy, but like those are the people that say it in, a, in, a, in an inaccurate way. But like people that will just say it, they don't mean it in a negative way. And like sometimes people will say things where. They don't mean it in a negative way, but it just sounds like it's mm-hmm. a negative way. But maybe in our brain, we're just thinking that because we feel the pain so much of that thing. So, I mean, if someone came up to me and said, oh, you have white patches all over your body, I'd be like, well, yeah. You know, I, I, I process so many things in my head. I'm like, well, I, and it comes down to the end result. Well, it's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's the truth it, and and we we hide from the truth so much like we've been hiding from trusting people for so long and now trusting is starting to come out where cuz we use it so much with covid we need to trust that you're going to you know wear a mask we need to trust that you're going to uh self isolate yourself for 14 days we need to trust that you're going to do that i don't know if you're going to do it or not but i need to just trust that you're going to do that. Well, that's a big thing because you look at like, we've really gotten away from trust. Like you look at the origins of our species back when we were hunter gatherers, the biggest thing that we had to do in order to survive was to trust. Yeah. We had to trust because we can't do it on our own. Yeah. Right. We know that hence why we created communities or, you know, tribes or, small groups right for hunt gatherers to hunt together to to live together because we know we can't do it on our own and in order to do that you have to trust people Mm -hmm. you have to trust that you know if you mess up someone's gonna have your back and they're trusting the same thing that if they mess up that you've got their back and that that's what trust is and a lot of a lot of times, like especially nowadays, we are so individualistic in everything that all we care about is that, you know, that we're taken care of. Mm-hmm. And we're just, we're not reciprocating that other avenue of, you know, the other end of trusting is mm-hmm. that we have to make sure that we're there for other people without any selfish, you know, gains involved with having to do that so it's you know am i going to do something just because you know you need me to or is it am i asking for something in return at the end of the day and a lot of times people are looking for something in return wait can you recite that one more time is that today people are 
they only do things in order to get like, you know, social media attention. Right. They want, they want to be praised for saying, Hey, you're doing a good thing. But at the end, they're still looking for that, for that compensation of, you know, being accepted, <coughs> being whatever. And we need to get away from that and just focus on we're doing it because that is the right thing to do. Yeah. You need my help. I will help you mm. without any sort of like, it'll give you positive reinforcement. It will, it'll make you feel better about yourself, yeah. but you know, you're not looking for an attention of, you know, these people that sit there and say, Hey, I just fed a homeless and they're on <laughs> Snapchat or yeah. Instagram saying, Hey, I just gave this poor family a free meal yeah. and then taking a picture of it. That yeah. is not, you know, trust. That is not being a good citizen. You should be doing that. Not because it's going to spark viewers or anything else. You're whoring yourself. But exactly. You're whoring yourself. You're, you're doing much. it. You yeah. don't need to parade it around that you're a good human being. Yeah. We should all be like that. Right. You should, you know, if you see a man that's like on the curb and he's like, give him some sunscreen. <laughs> if he looks hot, yeah. give him a bottle of water. Yeah. Like how many people do you see when you see a homeless person actually stop and give him change? Oh, man. Man, I'm telling right. you, man, we could go on for days about about that topic. Because it's the honest truth. Everything you're saying is the honest truth. People whore themselves to 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 you know expand their their you know their follower, their follower, their, their own personal gain, right. their own personal. Right. And it's not about you know community anymore. And yeah, that sounds communist. Right. And God forbid anything sounds communist, but realistically. Why can we not help each other? Right. Right. Like why, like why can we not help our own community mm. and clean up our own community and mm. help people in, in our own community? We do it for family. Yeah. Why can't we do it for our neighbor? Yeah. So it's funny. So like seeing those videos online. Yeah. They're sad. They're only, you only get a feeling from it because they play certain music mm. that is emotionally getting to you. And you've been in that scenario yourself where someone says, hey, can I have $2, please? And the guy gives them the $2. You've been in that scenario yourself where maybe you have or haven't done it. So in your brain, you're thinking that. Man, we can go on and on and on. But awesome, we're running out of time. Yes, we are. Um, but what I really do to go back to our original comment, I do want to speak with your fiance about these scenarios and yeah. see what her point of view is uh, because COVID is real. Whether it's man-made, whether it was found in a dungeon, whether it was, you know, created by a bat or a pig or whatever, COVID is real and we we're all living in these real life scenarios and we should all be talking about them together and also voicing our opinion and yeah. Figuring out where to go from here. Figure out where to go from here. So we'll wrap it up from there. Um, we'll start off next, I think with, uh, with the missus and we'll see what she has to say about a couple yeah. of things. If anybody's got any Comments, questions, want to let us know how you feel. You can email us at steeltowntalks at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram, steeltowntalks.